come with us and imagine, if you will, a world of dragons, giants, wizards, and the many mythical creatures of old. And the dwarves! A world where magic abounds and tales. You didn't mention the dwarves! There's a dwarf on the show! A world where. Oh, shut the hell up! I'll do the damn intro! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Archie Trehorn, the dwarf, and this is Foretold Fiction! What's up, everybody? This is Dylan here with my co-host, Jeff Wooderson. How you doing today, Jeff? Oh, Dylan, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Man, solid round of golf earlier this afternoon. Good times. <laughs> First time we've ever played in Texas. That was fun. I told you that Texas was having some golf courses that I wanted to play at. Yeah. And I knew we'd have a lot of fun. Got to hang out with Joe Rogan on the golf course today. Oh, my God. How that, about that guy? That was a dream come true, Dylan. I really appreciate you setting that up for me, buddy. I do. That was that was great. I'm surprised. And we just met him at a burrito place. We stopped to get to some burritos, and we're going to we're head out to the golf course, have, you know, just an early afternoon. Normally, you go golfing in the morning, but we, you know, we tied one on last night. First night in Texas. You know, we're going to go a little bit Texas wild, of course. So we woke up a little bit late today. We're like, well, we're late for breakfast, but we'll go ahead and grab a burrito. Who's at the burrito place? Joe Rogan. Hell yes. We hit him up. We're like, bro, we've got a bunch of brews. Getting ready to head out to the golf course. What do you got going on this afternoon? Not a damn thing. So got to hang out with Joe Rogan, do some golfing. That guy's got a pretty solid, pretty solid golf game, too. That was dope. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to bring up the part about how you tried to get him to fucking knock me out with one of his vicious head kicks? I mean, how are you not going to ask Joe? <laughs> well, speaking of which, Archie, how's it going, man? Oh, great to be here, Dylan. I'm having a great time with you guys, as always. Archie always kills it on the golf course. The only... Well, I guess I can't say the only man, the only dwarf that could smack a ball 500 yards with a single swing of his axe. There ain't no driver in the world that can beat me ox. <laughs> so, we got Jeff and Archie here today. Our guest today, though, special guest, we got to kind of look up to this guy. Uh, it was actually kind of a challenge. You know, normally when we run a podcast, I've got the mics all sitting on stands, uh, in this case, I had to hang a mic from the ceiling of a barn here in uh, Sulphur Springs, Texas, to talk to our uh, guest, Big Clyde, today. How's it going up there, Clyde? Uh, pretty, uh, sorry there. I had to readjust uh, my foot. And, brother, I apologize. It's, uh, it's hard to stand in this barn sometimes, you know what I mean? Hey, man, have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, I'm a big fella. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? Well, uh, I am about 32 foot tall. 32 feet. How much do you weigh? You're a solid dude. You got well, I'm, uh, 
Uh, it ranges anywhere. I think I'm around 10,000 to 15,000 pounds. I mean, obviously, it's kind of hard to weigh a guy like me, and I'm not going to be anywhere to step on one of them uh, scales for big trucks. Man, 10 to 15,000 pounds. That's got to be a pain in the ass to carry around all day. I guess you're built for it, so there's no reason for it to be a pain in the ass for you. Well, I eat a lot of meat and potatoes, brother. I imagine a lot of meat and potatoes. How many calories do you think you eat? Like, if you had to... Well, my calorie intake every day is probably about 200,000. 200,000 calories a day. It takes a lot just to move this big old body, brother. I'm Not sure. Not to mention the work I've done over the hundreds of years for this community. Now, speaking of hundreds of years, we got we to gotta go back here. So... Where, where does your story begin? Where does the story of Big Clyde start? My story begins right here, man. I'm a Texas native. The only difference is a lot of you weren't around yet. You know, you guys were in a very primitive state. We giants uh, ran the world for a long time, and uh, but we also were our own downfall. I obviously, I was at the tail end of the Giants' reign. I was uh, just a, still just a child as far as the Giants' concerned, and, and all my people were gone, and I was left, and it was just me, and then the humans started to evolve and, and conquer the world, and I was a bloodthirsty monster for a long time. I mean, there's tales about my kind for generations, and a lot that come from the United States or just me. Uh, but, you know, it's like Bigfoot or anything else, a well-kept secret. I've been hidden all this time here. So you were here during the time of the Native Americans. Yes, very much so. You know, as far as the original humans that that were living on this land, so... You want to know something funny about them fuckers? They thought I was a god. <laughs> Man, they'd bring me, they they bring me buffalo. They'd bring me everything under the sun. I I lived good before the damn English got here. Let me tell you. So is that when you stopped being bloodthirsty? Was was with the? Uh, it was American? around the time of them. Uh, because I got fed so much. I mean, I was still pretty primal, but I was being fed, and they were the first humans to show me any kind of kindness. Now. Then you had everything you had happen. And I was there trying to survive and, and, and not get killed. And all the wars that were happening and stuff kind of turned me back into beast for a little while and, until uh, until the, the farm that was created, the first farm that I worked for, uh, I'd say worked for, I was a part of the farm. I was their equipment. But lucky humans, right? So this is when, when white people moved in and started... Uh, not, yeah, white people, and then, you know, you had your you had all kinds of immigration going on through the years. But yeah, uh, your traditional Texan farmer, the uh, what the gold rush that was going on, and, and uh, the uh, homestead, the homesteading that was happening, it was right around that time where they came and claimed stake to this land. <laughs> and little did they know they had a big old giant living on it in a cave of all places. I mean, fuck, I had to find a place to stay hidden for all them years. So what? what's the story with you getting your, uh, would you call it a job on the farm? I would call it a place to live safely. Oh, that's cool. So what, you became friends with the farmer then? Well, I... Obviously, I didn't know their language. I'd never been close enough to humans to understand what they could say. I, 
Now listen to me, I sound like a native Texan if there ever was one. <laughs> Speaking of which, big thanks to Mr. and Mrs. Johansson here. We're, uh, we're here on the Johansson farm uh, here just outside of Sulphur Springs. They were kind enough to let us set up the podcast in their barn to talk to Big Clyde today. Uh, their families own this land going back how many years would you say? All the way back to the homestead, and they're the very first family and the last family to own it. They've let me live here this entire time, and each, you know, it's passed down, obviously. They, their generations grow up with me being here, and it's a secret like anything else. So I understand that from the, the little bit of backstory I got, that you started out as essentially, like you said, farm equipment. And then as technology progressed, you know, we got the, you know, the giant, you know, tractors and compactors and all that stuff. So you got kind of put out of business in the farm industry as well, a giant. And, I mean, look at the town. It's grown up a lot more. I mean, when I first was discovered, there was, I mean, between properties, there was hundreds and thousands of acres, you know, and then, I mean, Sulphur Springs wasn't Sulphur Springs before I was here, you know. You know, you're not asking me much about where where I take a piss or shit. <laughs> Usually that's the first thing people ask. Well, I mean, since you brought it up, because I don't see, I mean, the barn's clean. You seem pretty cleaned up yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, how, what, what are your facilities? Well, I piss in the rivers, and uh, we kind of can use the shit. I mean, I can still help the farm. They go toss my shit in the fields and... Buddy, I've been producing crops with my shit around here for generations. So, so yeah. the crops yeah. coming out of Texas are... Everybody that's eating a plant in this town and half of the U.S. has touched their mouths to my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but hey, it's composting, right? <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here and I'm just listening to you guys talk. I'm trying to digest this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... I'm not trying to intrude, but ever you pull the old horn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. How could you even ask him that? Really? You're going to ask the big old man with clearly an elephant truck or bigger as a horn? You're asking him if he pulls it? Listen, I can't be the only one out there wanting to know. I, it's clear as day you ain't never been with anybody, so have you ever pulled that big old fucker or not? <laughs> of course I pulled my horn. What do you, the only problem is <laughs> cleanup is pretty rough. I can't imagine there's not enough Kleenex in the country. So there was one night, you know, I needed to do it, and uh, the next morning we had a whole field of cows stuck and dried up... Uh, Dried up sludge, if you will. And I had to explain that to a whole town folk and the children and the women and everything. And they, it was a bad deal for the farm that day. I'll be quite honest, Jeff. I assumed somebody was going to ask about that sooner or later. I'm honestly, I can't believe it wasn't one of the openers. Yeah, we, we skipped right over the piss, the shit, the horn pulling. Listen, uh, you didn't invite me to be a co-host on this podcast because I'm a clean cut guy. No, no. We, we got to get the raunchy out of you somewhere. So I actually want to go back to before the farm, before, and we haven't even talked about it yet, the steel mill. I want to go back to the end of your times and you being a bloodlusting beast. Yeah, um, 
the thing about that is I remember it uh, very... And, and to be honest, even when the Native Americans were around, I, I fucked a lot of them little fucking arrow throwers, too. I mean... How? You, what do you mean? You're, I mean, your dick has to be the size of... I meant fucked them up, not actually fucked them up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to fuck them. Uh, that's where I was <laughs> at, like... <laughs> You see, your mind is just as dirty as mine. Hey, I was thinking it. We all agreed. Yeah. But well. listen, listen. Well. <laughs> I mean, you, ha- you wait, 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 just real quick before you continue. Are there any of your kind around? Like, Listen, uh, I can't answer that. I'm coming out and talking to you, but if if I did have a, a knowing or a whereabouts of any other of my kind, I can't let it. And and it's not that I don't trust you fellas. You know, you guys are being great, but I can't give whereabouts to others because how how many times humans have proven that my kind, they just think we're monsters. And a lot of us were, don't get me wrong, but those that... Let's just say there are those that I am trying to help now because I'm so much f- more evolved and advanced than them. They've been primal their entire lives. All right, well, that's very admirable of you. All right, so we're going to get back with a little bit more of the, the backstory for Clyde here. But first, we've got a couple of sponsors. Archie, who's sponsoring our episodes today? If your lady's on the rag and she's really got a stream going, you're going to want to give her 10 packs pearl. We are also going to be giving a big shout out to Trojan. They're making the best sheepskin condoms around. Er, They're making the best latex condoms around. Sheepskin was from my time. (laughs) So uh, if you're going to get your willy wet, be sure to give it a Jimmy hat. All right, fellas, back to you. Archie Trehorn out. Well, thanks, Archie. Yeah, get out there and get the... uh the Tampax Pearl, and uh, when you no longer need the uh, Tampax Pearl, uh, try to avoid that situation with good old Trojan. I like ribbed for her pleasure! <laughs> All right, so back to you, Clyde. Jeff had mentioned the uh, steel mill a little bit ago. So so the, the farm equipment becomes a little bit more automated. Obviously, it's a lot easier to till a whole field. When you've got, you know, massive machines, you don't need a giant pulling your trucks anymore when you've got semis. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, you think about it, the tractors have been out for a long time, and, and my use as well, being the farm equipment surely did come to an end. Now, the this family that has given me a good amount of their land to live freely on and basically be retired now... Um, they had connect. Obviously, other surrounding areas eventually found out about me, and they were always pretty well off, and they were able to pay off people and kind of look the other way. And they knew the uh, steel mill owner here, and uh, you know, he was just starting out and didn't have a lot of equipment. So, what better than a giant who's stronger than any human, any ten, any two, three hundred human, to come and just be the steel mill for him? Move all the heavy steel around and all that, and and then, and, and you know, and I just get paid in food. Being able to eat, it takes a lot to feed me, brother. So you're kicking back, living the the barn life, working at the steel mill, and then you retire from the steel mill. So you said you're retired now. I've been retired since the uh, hell. I've been just kind of living my life out here since probably 
the 70s. All right. 70s, 80s era. Good long retirement. Yeah, well, I mean, the more we get advanced, the more these cell phones and even your guys' deal, podcasts and stuff like that, we can't have sightings of me around. Humanity is not ready to really accept my existence. Most of them, right? So it, 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 it's kind of out, of out of necessity that I disappear for my safety, my, uh, you know, other of me kind safety. You know, you got fellers like the Bigfoot out there, uh, stuff that we, we need to be preserved. We're a part of the old world. We helped create it. Well, Archie's a part of the old world, too. I yes, mean, you guys he are- is. Bless his little heart. So how does the... Uh- is there a relationship between the dwarves and the giants that goes back a good ways? Were you guys always always friends or? Well, there was there was good relations. I th- mainly the dwarves were were inside mountains and made a lot of weaponry. Of course, the dwarves are also responsible for a lot of the weaponry that killed my kind. Don't you go blaming my kind because you all were a bunch of rabid dogs in need of being put down. With all due respect, sir. Listen, that was a time that I was a, I was a baby. Uh, you know, just like your people are forgotten. Dragons are forgotten. Magic's been forgotten. You know, the days of old have been forgotten. They're just in fairy tales now like that. Oh, hell, it starts with an L series, you know. But, you know, all the fantasy. We're in, we're in books of fantasy. We're not in books of fact. You say you were you were a baby back in those times. I mean, how what was the lifespan of a giant look like? Thousands of years. Thousands. So thousands. Giants were essentially the titans that you've heard of. So, do you have any recollection of how old you are at this point? Even I'll be honest with you. For the longest time, I didn't understand time. So, I only have from eighteen hundreds. So, thousand, couple more than that. So, any idea how much longer you've got? I feel good. I feel great. You know, I I don't feel, I feel like maybe I've lost a step or two along the way, but I'd say that's just because I'm retired and don't really work as hard anymore. But I, I, I've never really had a sickness, so I can't tell you how long I'm going to be here. You, you've got what sounds like might be in an early retirement. What, what does a giant do around these parts to, to stay busy, to keep entertained? I mean, are you on... You surfing YouTube, you got the internet set up in here. I don't deal with none of that stuff, man. I got horses. What do you do with the horses? Play with them. You know, y'all got ferrets, and I got horses, and I got a couple bears. I like bears, they're fun. They think they're tough, but <laughs> not against me. They're like little puppies, man. They're fun little fuckers, man. I'm jealous. I would love to be able to pet a bear and not die. Yeah, well... I'd love to be able to walk into a movie theater, but we don't see that happening anytime soon. That's true. I got to count my blessings here, I guess. Also love to be able to have sex with a woman, but that's not going to happen anytime soon either. And that is exactly why I asked the question earlier. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, I got a question. Yeah, well, tell me what it is, brother. So you you were a rabid uh, animal for all them years, but I, I got to wonder... And this might be overstepping, I don't know. But uh, there ever been any time over the years, you being a farm equipment, you being a steel mill equipment, you uh, accidentally killed somebody, ate somebody, killed somebody on purpose? 
I'm not a perfect giant. And there, yes, there were some times where my identity had been found out by those that were going to try to make a profit off of me, try to destroy my family. And yes, I, I did make them disappear and I, I ate them. Got to tie up those loose ends. Yeah, well, and I can eat them, I can digest, I can digest, I mean, I'm as big as I am, you know what I mean? My organs can digest bone, they can digest flesh just as well as the other. Now, I will say, I do not like the taste of human flesh. I hate it. So it was, it's an unpleasant experience. I did it to save my family. Don't expose me in the wrong way, fellas, if that's what we're getting at. I got to say, I have, uh, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. I haven't caught a whole lot of mean mugs in my day. But when somebody mean mugs you with a mug the size of a car... There's something extra scary about that. I promise you, Clyde, we're not going to do anything to uh, expose you the wrong ways here. I appreciate that. We try to, to give a voice to the, the forgotten beings, like you said. Well, I'll be honest with you. The reason I had my people get to you when I... F it was your very first podcast. Uh, that long... That Reginald Longbottom and Beast... Those are two fables I would really love to meet sometime. That beast in specific. I'm sure you and Beast would get along just fine. Well, the thing is, I would like to know what part of... I feel like those two came out of, like, Europe somewhere. I think that that's where Beast was either made or created. But I am interested to see his life to mine because I feel like, I mean... He's a fucking bloodlusting bastard. You know what I mean? Oh, the most bloodlusting. What was that like in that room, honestly? With that, that I mean, I'm big, but I'm a normalized giant. I'm not anything like you expected. You probably came in here expecting me to be chained up or something. What was that creature like being free to be in your studio? It was scary at times. I think Reginald's the only reason that we got out of that alive. But... We also did find out that Beast specifically likes the taste of kids. Do you want to know what I cracked up on that episode? The Bulgarian child part. My God. I, so, yes, I do listen to some podcasts. I don't want people to think I'm big all into technology and stuff because it's a lot harder to get it for me. But I do listen to this podcast. You talk about Joe Rogan, that's one hell of an inspiration. Oh, yeah, he's he's a hero to every podcaster. Let's be honest, it doesn't matter how you feel about Joe Rogan's politics or personality. I mean... What I like is he's a learner, and he's a, li he's a listener and a learner. And I, I think that he would be able to accept my kind being alive, whereas a lot of others out there would probably just not be too keen on giants being real. All right, well, Clyde, it's been... Awesome talking to you, man. I got to say, like, you know, I've met a few mythical creatures over the course of doing these these few episodes, man. But, like, you know, you really have that that southern hospitality that people talk about. I appreciate you hanging out with uh, Dylan, me and, and Jeff. came all the way to Texas just for you to take way too many mushrooms again. And you're off on one of your tangent speeches about all these people that aren't real what are you we just had a whole conversation with a giant named clyde in his barn with jeff and archie 
Archie, you heard Archie talk probably, about Tampax Pearl. This is Pearl. probably my favorite podcast because it's literally me co-hosting with a guy that does mushrooms. I d- Ladies that, and gentlemen, uh, I'm your co-host, Jason Fix, with... This is Dylan Foreman, and we've got... Jeff Wooderson. Archie Trehorn. And Big Clyde was a big help today, fellas. Thank you for having me drop by. <laughs>